Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the live studios of The Haven, which is in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. We have honored guests today, Dalni Thai Prabhu and his better half, Radhananda Devi Dasi, came all the way from Belgium to see us and was very grateful to them. Thank you very much. And then they served us the best sandwiches I've ever had in my life. They run a bakery and they serve sandwiches and we got the love. Both me and Abai were in complete ecstasy. Hare Krishna. Krishna comes in many forms. And these sandwiches were one of them. Hare Krishna. Okay, we're late. It's been really quite a day. So we'll just get right into it. Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami describes what the Bhagavatam is and glorifies it in a very nice way. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Dhwandodita Sri Krishna Paribhartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, <clears throat> O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadhayate Sarvadasavasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Marika bando matsangin, madguro man mahadana, manistadagavad bhagya, mad anandanamostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu saduta dayin. Hatini chuchata kada Hanamun chagadachin mam Premna ritkanta yokspura O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly O exalter of the most fallen Please never leave me Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudivaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Okay
So we reach the 27th chapter of the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Kapila Dev is continuing to enlighten Devahuti, his mother. The chapter is entitled Understanding Material Nature. We're starting with text 17 and Devahuti is going to inquire further. Sri Devahuti inquired, My dear Brahmana, does material nature ever give release to the spirit soul? Since one is attracted to the other eternally, how is their separation possible? Purport Devahuti, the mother of Kapiladev, here makes her first inquiry. Although one may understand that spirit, soul and matter are different, their actual separation is not possible, either by philosophical speculation or by proper understanding. The spirit soul is the marginal potency of the Supreme Lord, and matter is the external potency of the Lord. The two eternal potencies have somehow or other been combined. And since it is so difficult to separate one from the other, how is it possible for the individual soul to become liberated? By practical experience, one can see that when the soul is separated from the body, the body has no real existence. And when the body is separated from the soul, one cannot perceive the existence of the soul. As long as the soul and the body are combined, we can understand that there is life. But when they are separated, there is no manifested existence of the body or the soul. This question asked by Devahuti of Kapiladev is more or less impelled by the philosophy of voidism. The voidists say that consciousness is a product of a combination of matter and that as soon as the consciousness is gone, the material combination dissolves and therefore there is ultimately nothing but voidness. This absence of consciousness is called nirvana in Mayabad philosophy. Text 18. As there is no separate existence of the earth and its aroma, or of water and its taste, there cannot be any separate existence of intelligence and consciousness. Purport. The example given here is that anything material has an aroma. The flower, the earth, everything has an aroma. If the aroma is separated from the matter, the matter cannot be identified. If there is no taste to water, the water has no meaning. If there is no heat in the fire, the fire has no meaning. Similarly, when there is want of intelligence, spirit has no meaning. Text 19 Hence, even though 
He is the passive performer of all activities. How can there be freedom from the, from, for the soul as long as material nature acts on him and binds him? Purport Although the living entity desires freedom from the contamination of matter, he is not given release. Actually, as soon as a living entity puts himself under the control of the modes of material nature, his acts are influenced by the qualities of material nature, and he becomes passive. It is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, Prakriti, Kriyamanani, Gunai. The living entity acts according to the qualities or modes of nature. He falsely thinks that he is acting, but unfortunately, he is passive. In other words, he has no opportunity to get out of the control of material nature because it, is already because it has already conditioned him. In Bhagavad Gita, it is also stated that it is very difficult to get out of the clutches of material nature. One may try in different ways to think that everything is void in the ultimate issue, that there is no God, and that even if the background of everything is spirit, it is impersonal. This speculation may go on, but actually it is very difficult to get out of the clutches of material nature. Devahuti poses the question that although one may speculate in many ways, where is liberation as long as one is under the spell of material nature? The answer is also found in Bhagavad Gita 7.14. Only one who has surrendered himself unto the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord Krishna, Mameva Je Prapadjante, can he be freed? Only one who has surrendered himself under the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord Krishna, Mameva Ye Prapadjante, can be freed from the clutches of Maya. Since Devahuti is gradually coming to the point of surrender, her questions are very intelligent. How can one be liberated? How can one be in a pure state of spiritual existence as long as he is strongly held by the modes of material nature? This is also an indication to the false meditator. There are many so-called meditators who think, I am the supreme spirit soul. I am conducting the activities of material nature. Under my direction, the sun is moving and the moon is rising. They think that by such contemplation or meditation they can become free. But it is seen that just three minutes after finishing such nonsensical meditation, they are immediately captured by the modes of material nature. Immediately after this high-sounding meditation, a meditator becomes thirsty and wants, and wants to smoke or drink. He is under the strong grip of material nature, yet he thinks that he is already free from the clutches of maya. This question of Devahudis is for such a person 
who falsely claims that he is everything and that, and that ultimately everything is void <clears throat> and that there are no sinful or pious activities. These are all atheistic inventions. Actually, unless a living entity surrenders under the Supreme Personality of Godhead, as instructed in Bhagavad Gita, there is no liberation or freedom from the clutches of Maya. Text 20 Even if the great fear of bondage is avoided, <clears throat> even if the great fear of bondage is avoided by mental speculation and inquiry into the fundamental, fundamental principles, it may still appear again, since its cause has not ceased. Purport. Material bondage is caused by putting oneself under the control of matter because of the false ego of lording it over material nature. Bhagavad Gita 7.27 states Ichcha Dvesha Samutena Two kinds of propensities arise in the living entity. One propensity is Ichcha which means desire to lord it over material nature or to be as great as the Supreme Lord. Everyone desires to be the greatest personality in this material world. Dvesha means, dvesha means envy. When one becomes envious of Krishna or the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one thinks, why should Krishna be the all in all? I am as good as Krishna. These two items, the desire to be the Lord and envy, of the Lord are the beginning cause of material bondage. As long as a philosopher, salvationist, or voidist has some desire to be supreme, to be everything, or to deny the existence of God, the cause remains, and there is no question of his liberation. Devahuti very intelligently says, one may theoretically analyze and say that by knowledge he has become freed, but actually, as long as the cause exists, he is not free. Bhagavad Gita confirms that after performing such speculative activities for many, many births, when one actually comes to his real consciousness and surrenders under the Supreme Lord, Krishna, then the fulfillment of his research in knowledge is actually achieved. There is a gulf of difference between theoretical freedom and actual freedom from material bondage. The Bhagavatam 10.14.4 says that if one gives up the auspicious path of devotional service and simply tries to know things by speculation, one wastes his valuable time. Klishantitye the result of such a labor of love is simply labor. There is no other result. 
the labor of speculation is ended only by exhaustion. The example is given that there is no benefit in husking the skin of an empty patty. The rice has already gone. Similarly, simply by the speculative process, one cannot be freed from material bondage, for the cause still exists. One has to nullify the cause, and then the effect will be nullified. This is explained by the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the following verses. Text 21 The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, One can get liberation by seriously discharging devotional service unto me, and thereby hearing for a long time about me or from me. By thus executing one's prescribed duties, there will be no reaction and one will be freed from the contamination of matter. Purport Sridhar Swami comments in this connection that by association with material nature alone, one does not become conditioned. Conditional life begins only after one is infected by the modes of material nature. If, if someone is in contact with the police department, that does not mean that he is a criminal. As long as one does not commit criminal acts, even though there is a police department, he is not punished. I'll read that again. As long as one does not commit criminal acts, even though there is a police department, he is not punished. Similarly, the liberated soul is not affected, although he is in the material nature. Even the Supreme Personality of Godhead is supposed to be in association with material nature when he descends, but he is not affected. One has to act in such a way that in spite of being in the material nature, he is not affected by contamination. Although the lotus flower is in association with water, it does not mix with the water. That is how one has to live, as described here by the Personality of Godhead, Kapiladev. Animita nimitit Animita nimitena swadharmina malatmana One can be liberated from all adverse circumstances simply by seriously engaging in devotional service. How this devotional service develops becomes and becomes mature is explained here. In the beginning, one has to perform his prescribed duties with a clean mind. Clean consciousness means Krishna consciousness. One has to perform his prescribed duties in Krishna consciousness. There is no necessity of changing one's prescribed duties. One simply has to act in Krishna consciousness. In discharging Krishna conscious duties, one should determine whether by his professional or occupational duties, Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, 
is satisfied. In another place, in the Bhagavatam, it is said, Sunushtitasya dharmasya sangsidhir haditoshanam Everyone has some prescribed duties to perform, but the perfection of such duties will be reached only if the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Hari, is satisfied by such actions. For example, Arjuna's prescribed duty was to fight, and the perfection of his fighting was tested by the satisfaction of Krishna. Krishna wanted him to fight, and when he fought for the satisfaction of the Lord, that was... Mm, excuse me. Krishna wanted him to fight, and when he fought for the satisfaction of the Lord, that was the perfection of his professional devotional duty. On the other hand, when, contrary to the wish of Krishna, he was not willing to fight, that was imperfect. If one wants to perfect his life, he should discharge his prescribed duties for the satisfaction of Krishna. One must act in Krishna consciousness, for such action will never produce any reaction. Animita nimitena. This is also confirmed in Bhagavad Gita. Yagyartat kamanonyatra. All activities should be performed simply for yagya, or the satisfaction of Vishnu. Anything done otherwise, without the satisfaction of Vishnu, or yagya produces bondage. So here all so it is. So here it is also prescribed by Kapila Muni that one can transcend material entanglement by acting in Krishna consciousness, which means seriously engaging in devotional service. This serious devotional service can develop by hearing for long periods of time. Chanting and hearing is the beginning of the process of devotional service. One should associate with devotees and hear from them about the Lord's transcendental appearances, activities, disappearance, instructions, and so on. There are two kinds of shruti, or scripture. One is spoken by the Lord, and the other is spoken about the Lord and His devotees. Bhagavad Gita is the former and Srimad Bhagavatam the latter. One must hear these scriptures repeatedly from reliable sources in order to become fixed in serious devotional service. Through engagement in such devotional service, one becomes freed from the contamination of maya it is stated in the Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam that hearing about the Supreme Personality of Godhead cleanses the heart <clears throat> of all contamination caused by the influence of the three modes of material nature. By continuous, regular hearing, the effects of the contamination of lust and greed to enjoy or lord it over material nature diminish. And when lust and greed diminish, one then becomes situated in the mode of goodness. This is the stage of Brahman realization or spiritual realization. 
In this way, one becomes fixed on the transcendental platform. Remaining fixed on the transcendental platform is liberation from material entanglement. Text 22. This devotional service has to be performed strongly in perfect knowledge and with transcendental vision. One must be strongly renounced and must engage in austerity and perform mystic yoga in order to be firmly fixed in self-absorption. Purport Devotional service in Krishna consciousness cannot be performed blindly due to material emotion or mental concoction. It is specifically mentioned here that one has to perform devotional service in full knowledge by visualizing the Absolute Truth. We can understand about the Absolute Truth by evolving transcendental knowledge and the result of such transcendental knowledge will be manifested by renunciation. That renunciation is not temporary or artificial, but is very strong. It is said that development of Krishna consciousness is exhibited by the proportionate material detachment or vairagya. If one does not separate himself from material enjoyment, it is to be understood that he is not advancing in Krishna consciousness. Renunciation in Krishna consciousness is so strong that it cannot be deviated by any attractive illusion. One has to perform devotional service in full tapasya, austerity. One should fast on the two Ekadashi days which fall on the eleventh day of the waxing moon and waning moon, and on the birthdays of Lord Krishna, Lord Rama, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. There are many such fasting days. Yogina means by controlling the senses and mind. Yogi Indriya Samyamya. Yogina means, Yogina implies that one is seriously absorbed in the self and is able, by development of knowledge, to understand his constitutional position in relationship with the Supra-Self. In this way, one becomes fixed in devotional service and his faith cannot be shaken by any material allurement. Text 50, uh, 23 The influence of material nature has covered the living entity. And thus, it is as if the living entity were always in a blazing fire. But by the process of seriously discharging devotional service, this influence can be removed, just as wooden sticks which cause a fire are themselves consumed by the fire. Purport Fire is conserved in wooden sticks and when circumstances are favorable, the fire 
is ignited. But the wooden sticks, which are the cause of the fire, are also consumed by the fire if it is properly dealt with. Similarly, the living entity's conditional life of material existence is due to his desire to lord it over material nature and due to his envy of the Supreme Lord. Thus, his main diseases are that he wants to be one with the Supreme Lord or he wants to become the lord of material nature. The karmis try to utilize the resources of material nature and thus become its lord and enjoy sense gratification. And the jnanis, the salvationists, who have become frustrated in enjoying the material resources, want to become one with the Supreme Personality of Godhead or merge into the impersonal effulgence. These two diseases are due to material contamination. Material contamination can be consumed by devotional service because in devotional service these two diseases, namely the desire to lord it over material nature and the desire to become one with the Supreme Lord are absent. Therefore, the cause of material existence is at once consumed by the careful discharge of devotional service in Krishna consciousness. A devotee in full Krishna consciousness appears superficially to be a great karmi, always working. But the inner significance of the devotee's activities is that they are meant for the satisfaction of the Supreme Lord. This is called bhakti, or devotional service. Arjuna was apparently a fighter, but when by his fighting he satisfied the senses of Lord Krishna, he became a devotee. Since a devotee also engages in philosophical research to understand the Supreme Person, as he is, his activities must thus may thus appear to be like those of a mental speculator. But actually, he is trying to understand the spiritual nature and transcendental activities. Thus, although the tendency for philosophical speculation exists, the material effects of fruitive activities and empiric speculation do not exist because this activity is meant for the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Text 24. This is a very important verse. Bhukta Boga Parityakta Dristidosha Chanityashaha Neshwarasya Shubhamdate Swayam Mahimni Stitasyacha By discovering the faultiness of his desiring to lord it over material nature and by therefore giving it up the living entity becomes independent and stands in his own glory purport because the living entity is not actually the enjoyer of the material resources his attempt to lord it over material nature is at the ultimate issue 
frustrated. As a result of frustration, he desires more power than the ordinary living entity and thus wants to merge into the existence of the supreme enjoyer. In this way, he develops a plan for greater enjoyment. When one is actually situated in devotional service, that is his independent position. Less intelligent men cannot understand the position of the eternal servant of the Lord. Because the word servant is used, they become confused. They cannot understand that this servitude is not the servitude of this material world. To be the servant of the Lord is the greatest position. If one can understand this and can thus revive one's original nature of eternal servitorship of the Lord, one stands fully independent. A living entity's independence is lost by material contact. In the spiritual field, he has full independence, and therefore there is no question of becoming dependent upon the three modes of material nature. This position is attained by a devotee, and therefore he gives up the tendency for material enjoyment after seeing its faultiness. The difference between a devotee and an impersonalist is that an impersonalist tries to become one with the Supreme so that he can enjoy without impediment, whereas a devotee gives up the entire mentality of enjoying and engages in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. That is his constitutional glorified position. At that time he is Ishwara, fully independent. The real Ishwara, or Ishwara Parama, the Supreme Ishwara, or Supreme Independent, is Krishna. The living entity is Ishwara only when engaged in the service of the Lord. In other words, transcendental pleasure derived from loving service to the Lord is actual independence. Text. And we'll stop there. Believe it or not, it's eight o'clock. Yeah. Time goes fast. Task actually disappears. Okay, we'll stop here, the reading, and uh, start tomorrow at text 25. And we'll wait for the reflections of the assembled sages. Hare Krishna. First is from Bhakta Christopher. Hare Krishna Bhakta Christopher. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Public. All glories to His Divine Grace. Hari Bol. And from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled sages. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada and Sri Mad Bhagavatam. Jai. <coughs> Bhagavad Purana ki Jai.
Thank you, dear Maharaj, for your daily reading service of Srila Prabhupada's books. Mm -mm. You're entirely welcome. The pleasure is mine. This is from Katie. Hare Krishna, Katie. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you very much for giving us your time and sharing Srimad Bhagavatam with Hare us. Hare Krishna. I'm just a peon, just delivering, trying to deliver the mail. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna. <laughs> well, there would be a reflection, but it's basically it would be an entire page or a big part of the purport of um, text 21, which we read today. But uh, pick out one sentence in specific uh, seems to be an uh, issue where many uh, devotees are struggling with for a long time. But it is said here, there is no necessity of changing one prescribed duties. One simply has to act in Krishna consciousness. Hmm. So it poses quite a struggle for many devotees to find out what am I supposed to be doing? What is my prescribed duty? How do I go from here? And is it what I'm doing? Is that okay? Should I change my job? Should I change my occupation? But That's what it's saying. That's not what it's saying. No, it's not what it's, it's saying. saying Whatever your prescribed duty is, yes. you have to learn to do it for Krishna. Mm. There's, a, there's a purport in the Gita, uh, in the 18th chapter, verse 57, where Srila Prabhupada explains how to do this. It's very simple, actually. Mm -hmm. Whether people are bewildered or not, that's another question. But it's very simple. The verse is, in all activities, just depend upon me and work, and work always under my protection. In such devotional service, be fully conscious of me. And in the purport, Prabhupada explains how to do that. While working in, the, in that way, one should think of Krishna only. Quote, I have been appointed to discharge this particular duty by Krishna. While acting in such a way, one naturally has to think of Krishna. This is perfect Krishna consciousness. One should not, however, one should, which, one should our note that after doing something whimsically should not offer the results to the Supreme Lord. So every one of us has a, 
a, a place in the world, you know, in whatever we're doing, whatever our job is, whatever our occupation is, whatever our ashram is, we have certain duties. And if we get into the habit of saying this, I have been given this duty by Krishna, that will train the mind to try to do it nicely. And if you say that regularly when you're doing your duty, you will think of Krishna and you will try to do it nicely for Krishna. And that's what the proper understanding of this part of the purpose is. You don't have to change. Lord Chaitanya made it very clear. Stane stita shutikatim tanuvamanobir We can stay where we are but use the but hear and chant and remember Krishna. Tasmat sarvishu kalishu mam anusmarayudyacha Tasmat sarvishu kalishu means whatever you do whatever your duty is remember Krishna. Mam anusmarayudyacha Krishna says remember me. And nobody can stop you from doing that. Whatever your duty is, wherever you are, whoever you're with. Yes. What would be an indication of when things actually need to be changed? What What would be? Because there may be certain. I had this discussion with a devotee friend some time ago, and it came to this point, and um, then the question was, when do we know that? Actually, we need to change our... We consult. We consult with the spiritual master or with devotees that we trust that are honest. That's how you know. You may be given that understanding from within by Krishna without consulting. But when you, but when you know, you know. Just like if you're if you're eating just like you just gave this, they gave us these wonderful sandwiches it was like it was hard to eat the whole thing but you know when you know when you're when you're full you know when you're satisfied everybody does but the point is you can't be satisfied unless you're doing it for krishna or unless you're remembering krishna while you're doing it and de and at least working on developing that mentality, that consciousness. I mean, you and Radhananda have a perfect, you know, duty, occupation to do this. And you do it already because we, we taste the sandwiches and we, 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 we watch the, the photos that you give us of the, of the, you know, the window of your, you know, all the way you decorate it up when it's a special day for Krishna and how people are gradually understanding and coming to hear about Krishna. I mean, in your particular case, that's, it's, it's clear, mm -hmm. very clear. And if devotees are not clear, then they have to inquire. They have to inquire from the spiritual master or with someone they trust. Sometimes the spiritual, sometimes the spiritual master is not available. As a matter of fact, most of the time nowadays, it, it's like that. 
And at one point, the spiritual master is going to leave. We've been without Srila Prabhupada for like 40, 40, how long? 1977, 42 years? 40, no. 1977. 45? 45, yeah, 45 years. But he's in his books. The rest of that purport I was reading said that if you do something whimsically, then you shouldn't offer it to Krishna. To find out, you have to... No, in the, it's in the beginning of the chapter, or that, that purport, rather, where it says, you know, okay, so Arjun was with Krishna, so he could ask Krishna, and Krishna could tell him, what happens if Krishna's not there? You have the Gita, and Krishna's there in the Gita. We can consult the Gita. So whether you consult you know, a friend or a Vaishnava that we trust, or we consult the Gita, it's all there. If you continually hear, and that's why it says in these verses that we just heard, you have to hear for a long time. We should never have a false expectation that it should be, you know, immediate. It's just not like that. It's not real, not practical. Hare Krishna, thank you. From Subarao? Yes, Subarao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily reading. One of the things which stood out for me is, quote, one must hear these scriptures repeatedly from reliable sources in order to become fixed in serious devotional service. Through engagement in such devotional service, one becomes freed from the contamination of maya. It is stated in the Śrīmā-Bhāgavatam that hearing about the Supreme Personality of Godhead cleanses the heart of all contamination caused by the influence of the three modes of material nature. By continuous regular hearing, the effects of the contamination of lust and greed to enjoy or lord it over material nature diminish, and when lust and greed diminish, one then becomes situated in the mode of goodness. Hare Krishna, thanks for that. That was a, an essential sentence in all of what we read today. Thank you very much. And part of what it means to be serious is to keep hearing for a long time. Also wrote, thank you for your daily readings. So we are following the instruction and the purport. Hear these scriptures repeatedly from reliable sources. Yes, thank you very much. Another one of the gems is, quote, if one does not separate himself from material enjoyment, it is to be understood that he is not advancing in Krishna consciousness. Unquote. Now we know she, why Srila Prabhupada insists when we get initiated that we follow the four regulated principles and also chant 16 rounds at minimum. Because by doing these two things, we become prepared. Hare Krishna. And from Jai Shri? Yes, Jai Shri. 
Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj. In the purport of the last verse today, quote, The living entity is Ishvara only when engaged in the service of the Lord. Unquote. How to interpret the fact that a living entity becomes the Ishvara when engaged in devotional service while the real Ishvara is Krishna? We are eternal parts and parcels of Krishna. And as parts and parcels of Krishna, we have an infinitesimal amount of the qualities of Krishna. He's Ishwara, we're Ishwara. But we are tiny Ishwaras, and He is the supreme Ishwara. So when you're engaged in devotional service, you're in your constitutional position. You are acting as a servant of Krishna and therefore you become a, what's the word, a tiny Ishwara because you're in control of what you do and what you don't do. If you're under the modes of nature, you're under control of the material nature, your senses and the modes of nature. If you're, if you're serving Krishna, then you're under control of your senses because you're choosing to serve Krishna with your senses. So you're no longer a servant of the senses, you're master of the senses, or Ishwara, but a small Ishwara, just Ishwara in this, of this body. But Krishna is Ishwara of all the bodies. Hare Krishna. Makes sense. Hare Krishna. De dear devotees, I thank you so much for your reflections as usual. They're wonderful. And this is a wonderful section of the Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabira Bhakti Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic, devotional service. And it will keep unfolding by the mercy of the questions of Devahuti and the instructions of Kapiladev. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.